Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. Ryan Shazier, the ex-Pittsburgh Steeler, now an author, Walking Miracle, and it's how he used positive thinking to overcome everything uh, that he had went through. What a tremendous, tremendous read this is. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah, Ryan, I got to tell you, man, you know, this is uh, one of those books that it really is an inspiration. You can't really feel good when well, you're done with reading this book. You can't help but feel great and, and just feel alive. And, and I want to get your thoughts on this. You know, tell us about how that positive thinking can be used and, and what went into your mindset when this all went down and then to, to write the book. So, so a few things that I definitely talk about in the book is I, I've pretty much had a positive mindset my, my whole life. So uh, I think that's something that I've been blessed with. But I think it's really important that people have a positive mindset just going into anything that they're, they're dealing with, even though when it's really hard to do so. Because if, if you don't believe that you can overcome a situation or you don't believe that something can go in your favor, that the chances are you you know achieving that are far, are far less than if you uh, don't believe. I mean, how far more if you don't, than if you don't believe. Just like, for instance, if somebody say, hey, you're never going to walk again, and you don't believe you're going to walk again, you're never going to walk again. But just a little bit of positive mindset, believing that you're walking again, I feel like that just gives you a little bit of boost more than, you know, not believing in it at all. You know, the doctors gave you 20% chance to walk again, 20% chance. And then in the 2018 draft, I just remember, you know, you walking out with your wife and, and, and being like, wow, did you – ever really understand the impact of, of what 20% meant and, and the, the just ridiculous odds that you overcame. Did you ever really sit back and, and, and think to yourself, wow, this is this seems almost impossible, or was it always, you know what, I'm going to do it? So the moment I got hurt, I knew I was going to walk again. That's one thing that I knew. Um, I When I got hurt, I didn't know how serious the injury was at the moment because I, I didn't know anybody with a spinal cord injury, and I didn't know the ramifications of a spinal cord injury. But I always told myself that I was going to walk again. And I, I've gone through so many things in my life, and, and it's in the book, that the odds weren't in my favor. And 20%, those, those are large numbers. You know, that's a big gap. You know, that's basically saying 80% chance, you know, you're never going to walk. You know, so... That's that's a big chance, you know. Most people are gonna bet on eighty percent, but it's been things in my life that I had a one percent chance and I overcame them, a five percent chance and I overcame them. So I feel like having a twenty percent chance, I feel like this is just something else that I can overcome. We're on the phone with Ryan Chase here. Walking Miracle is the book and his power of positive thinking and how he overcame it. Um, Ryan, I want to ask you about the Steelers. Uh, the news that just came out. Over the last couple of days, I don't know if uh, anybody's actually talked to you about this, but Big Ben basically saying he's done with the Steelers. Uh, read between the lines. Does that mean he's retiring? Is he playing for another team? And kind of how impactful is that to Steeler Nation? 
Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you if this is the case. You know, he's done so much for the team. Even before I was here, he's done so much for the city of Pittsburgh. I had some great years with him. I was on some great teams with him. So I only wish him the best. And I think, you know, that everybody in Pittsburgh should just appreciate these moments that we have with him because and then you don't it's, having a Hall of Fame quarterback is not easy to come by. And I know it's been tough for him the last few years because, you know, I mean the last few like the last two years because of how, you know, the team has been playing. But you don't you don't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks come by often. And to me, I think it's just, you know, a testament of how great of a quarterback he is, you know, how, how strong the Steelers have been since he's been here. And uh, I think it's just, you know, amazing to have somebody to be a teammate and to, you know, learn underneath while I was here. I know you're on the defensive side of things, but, um, you know, explain Ben's presence in that city. I, I mean, you know, you start to look about the Pittsburgh, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins had a couple of big names as well. I mean, obviously Crosby and Lemieux, um, but the Pirates haven't had that big name in a long time. It seemed like this, most of the sports uh, just world in Pittsburgh revolved around Big Ben for a long time. Did you guys feel that in the locker room that it was kind of all on Big Ben and Big Ben was was just that leader? Yeah, we definitely feel like Ben was the guy that could, you know, lead us to victory. He was a guy that was just a uh, – it, it might sound crazy because he's not the fastest guy, but he's just a – he's an all-around winner, all-around athlete. He understands how to win in certain situations, even though it might not look in his favor. You know, you, you see he's a guy that overcomes a lot of adversity. And, you know, the city of Pittsburgh, that's kind of how all their, all their stars are, all their big-time players are and their teams are. It's a blue-collar city. They have guys that are hard-nosed, tough guys that figure out how to make things work, and that's definitely how Ben was. So, you know, the city revolved around a guy like that, and that's why I feel like they revolved around Ben so well. And then also with him having, you know, been to three Super Bowls and winning two, I think that helps out a lot as well. Ryan, in the past I've had uh, LeVon Kirkland on, I've had Ike Taylor on, and they all point to Ravens week as just kind of, it, it's almost like a college football rivalry week. It, it really, it, that's the, the perception that I get. It is Ravens week right now, right? I mean, we got the, got the Ravens on tap, even though Pittsburgh isn't playing well. Tell me about th- that feeling, because I love to hear how the players look at it from the fans' perspective. Oh, it's like a college football game. But how about the players? Do you guys feel that same kind of energy? Hey, uh, we definitely feel the same type of energy. You know, in, in college, uh, they they boost you up in the, in, the, in the locker room, and the coaches talk about how big this game is. And they do the same thing um, here in Pittsburgh when we talk about the Ravens. And I know they do the same thing over there. Because, obviously, every time we play each other, I feel like when you play for the Steelers, most of the time you get everybody's best shot. It doesn't matter who it is. You get both sides, you get everybody's best shot. But it's like when you play the Ravens, it's like everybody's best shot plus two. You know? So And I, and, and it's kind of the same thing on our end. It's like they always say it's a hard-nosed game. It's a rough game. It's always just, you know, it's going to come to the – the, the the last whistle, you just never know how it's going to end. And there's always great defense in that game. And one team is going to out-tough another team. And when you have two teams trying to out-tough each other, that's that's rivalry football right there. You know, sometimes you don't you go into environments and you don't know what the other guys present. But with the Steelers and Ravens, they know exactly what each guy is trying to do. Coach Tomlin knows exactly what kind of player Lamar is. 
and Harbaugh knows exactly what kind of player Ben is. And, you know, the only people that's kind of new to the matchup is, you know, Najee Harris and their rookies, you know. So, and, and, and Najee is the type of guy that Pittsburgh loves as a running back. And, you know, their rookies are the type of guys that they love at the outside linebacker position. And they just gonna, they're going to get into the, the, the rivalry and learn about it just as well as everybody else has. So I, I think this is going to be a great game. I understand is you know, the Steelers aren't where everybody want them to be right now in, in the city of Pittsburgh, but we're still in the hunt. The crazy thing is we're only two games behind the Ravens right now. So I think we still have, you know, our, our shot to, you know, change things up in our division. You know, you mentioned uh, Lamar Jackson. We are on the phone with Ryan Chase here. Ex-Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker. Walking Miracle is the new book. And Lamar Jackson, look, he is a, a cheat code. I mean, that's just what he is. You're on the other side. If you're playing linebacker against him, you know, what are you thinking? Are, are you are you trying to spy on him? How are you defending Lamar Jackson? To me, I think the best way to contain Lamar is obviously Lamar has some great, great games where he passes the ball really well. But in my opinion, I think you try to hold him into the pocket and force him to pass because I feel, to me, 100 yards, or 150 yards rushing by Lamar is a lot greater for that team than 300 yards passing for him. So, I, to me, I feel that if you keep him in the pocket and then force him to run up the middle and then allow the D linemen to get to him and then the linebackers can get to him, I feel it's a lot better than letting him get outside. And then now he can run our throw. And then, you know, he might have a 40-yard bomb here or there. But if you if you keep him in the pocket, it's going to be more check downs, and he's going to go to Mark Mark Andrews, and then you can allow your team to, you know, control the pace of the game and control how they play. But if you allow him to run all over the place and allow, allow him to run how he likes to run, then it makes it really difficult for you because now they're already running the ball successfully, and then now with him throwing the ball, instead of him throwing the ball, he's running, he's still running it. I think it really makes it really difficult on the defense to, you know, keep them in the bottom. You know, one last point I want to bring up, especially about today's game, is T.J. Watt is going to be out because of the COVID protocols. But T.J. Watt, you know, you could argue he's the best defensive player in the league right now. You could argue he's the best linebacker in the league. When we're talking about sports, and oftentimes you see, you know, line movements in Vegas move because a quarterback gets injured or maybe a running back, or, but they never really, nobody seems to care when a defensive guy goes down. I think it's a massive loss to lose your play caller in TJ Watt, and it's a massive loss to lose a name like that. How big is that to the defense? You know, how do you recover from losing your field general on the defensive side? Uh, TJ is a huge part of this team. Um, he's just as big as anybody else on our team. Obviously, he's not scoring touchdowns. Uh, you never know. TJ can't score touchdowns. Too, you know? <laughs> that's, that, that's the thing about it. When a guy like that, you never know what he'll bring to the game. One, one game, he might give you two or three sacks. One game, he might give you a pick. One game, he might give you a touchdown. If you have a guy like that that's out there every single week, that scares teams. So when, when they don't have somebody that scares them in the level that TJ scares teams, I think that's why it changes the lines in Vegas and, and scares scares guys so much because TJ, you know, you never know what he's going to present. And one day he might give you a touchdown. One day he might give you, a, you know, a block field goal. One day, you know, he might give you three strip sacks. So if you have somebody that continues to give the, our team the ball, 
that that gives us more opportunities to score touchdowns. And the more opportunities you have to score touchdowns, it allows it allows your players to you know to really trust and believe in themselves. And I think that's the one thing about TJ that 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 helps the Steelers so much. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much for all of your time. Uh, you, know, I, you are truly an inspiration. Going through this book, you just get even more insight about how your mindset was always in the right place, and, and that really carried you to where you were. Thanks for all your time, Ryan. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.